Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. are thankful and grateful for your love and your kindness we thank you lord that we can call you abba father dear lord how privileged we are that you have called us to be partakers of this great kingdom heavenly father as we come before you lord we seek that our hearts be transformed lord we ask that you change our minds Help us, Lord, to make decisions today. Lord Jesus, help us that we will not leave this place the same. You say you send forth your word. Oh, Lord, as your word goes forth, may it accomplish the purpose for which it is being sent. May it not return to you void, oh, Jesus. May we have a transformation in our lives today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I avail myself to you use me as a vessel let it not be of man's wisdom let the words that proceed out of my mouth not be by the letter but may it be by the spirit for it is the spirit that quickeneth therefore spirit of god have your way amongst us we thank you we bless you in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah with a clap offering why don't you take your seats Wonderful. Well, I am very, very glad to see all of you, and I have some great guests that are, are here, and um, I welcome all of you also. It's wonderful, powerful. Thank you for coming to fellowship with us, and all of you who were invited to fellowship with us this particular Sunday. I believe that the Lord has ordered your steps. Amen. And he's going to speak to you. And so I want you to turn all of your attention to the Lord. Turn off your phones. If you have forgotten, turn off your phones and just give the Lord a few minutes of your attention. And I believe he's going to speak to you. Well, this afternoon, um, we want to continue with a um, series of messages that we began in the beginning of the month. Um, in the beginning of the month, we began sharing from one of the books that um, the presiding bishop has written. It is called, Many Are Called. Many Are Called. And um, I believe that as we are sharing from this book, um, I, I particularly, I will say that I have been really, really blessed. And um, I believe by the grace of God, you are too. And um, I say that if you are not blessed from the message that we are sharing, then it's your fault. Now, the reason why every now and then we choose one of the books, the bishop has written so many books. But the reason why every now and then we choose one of the books to 
share on is based on a scripture in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 27. Paul wrote a lot of letters. Paul wrote a lot of epistles to the churches. And in this particular epistle, he made mention of something in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 27. He says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Hallelujah. This epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Now, we also have a shepherd that God has used to write so many books. And so many people are benefiting from these books. And so many churches are benefiting from these books. People have built churches, mega churches, out of the books that the bishop has written. And I think that when something is easily available to you, you also do not take it or you do not receive it with value. And that is why every now and then we pick one of these books and then we share something from that book to you. Now, this book is just full of scriptures. This book is full of scriptures. And we love to share from them. Hallelujah. We love to share from them. If I believe most of you have acquired a copy of the books. And as you, I'm not sure of how many of you have the books. But as we are sharing you realize the Lord is revealing a whole lot of things to us just as we are sharing from the book. Amen. Amen. And today I want to continue um, from what I was sharing. And I think this particular chapter where it says many Christians are called, I particularly feel that it is a very, very important topic that many, many Christians are called to do the work of God. Hallelujah. Many, many Christians, if you were God and you wanted to save the entire world, the Bible says that it is not the will of God that any should perish. If you were God and you want to save the entire world, I don't think you will call few people. I don't think you will call few pastors to do the work of God. But you will call so many people to do the work. And that is what God is doing. God has called many, many, many Christians to do the work of God. Hallelujah. Says many, many of us are called. Many are called. Many are called. Hallelujah. Many are called. But at the same time, we see that there are only few people who are also chosen. And the reason is because very few people respond to the call of God. Very few people respond to the call of God. Amen. Amen. And we are, we are testament to that. That we are all here. How many of you agree with me that God has called you? God has called you. Do you see? I, God, I believe God has called all of you. But not all of us have been chosen to become pastors. And the reason is not that you are not capable, not that you cannot become a pastor. The reason is because you have not responded to the call. Amen. I believe there are so many pastors sitting in this church. There are so many lady pastors sitting in this church. Hallelujah. God says many of us are called. Many are called. Matthew 22 and verse 14. He says many are called. But few are chosen. Many, many people are called, but few are chosen. 
And in this chapter, we went through some few things about the facts, five facts. We, sh- we, we started sharing about five facts about the call of God. And the first fact we establish here is that many are called. Many are called to do the work of God. Hallelujah. And the second thing we mentioned was that there is a call to fruitfulness. There is a call to fruitfulness. And we read a scripture in John 15 and verse 16. I'm just recapping quickly and then we'll move on. John 15 and verse 16. He says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. He may give it to you. Amen. But you see, this scripture was not written for pastors. Or the first part of the scripture was not written for pastors. This scripture was written for Christians. The entire Bible was written for all of us. Hallelujah. But we tend to like certain parts of the scriptures. And for instance, we like the part, the second part of this scripture. And we stand on it and we pray powerfully. Hallelujah. We stand on it and we quote as if the scripture was in part. And we quote it and we say, your word says that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Your word says that whatsoever we shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, Lord, I stand in your name and I ask for this job. Father, may you give me this job. I claim that this job is mine. I claim that I'm receiving promotion. I claim that I'm going forward. Based on your word, you are faithful to your word. You are the one that speaketh and you are not like man that you should lie. And we quote him for that. And it is a valid prayer. You are absolutely right to quote the scriptures and base on the scripture and pray. But there is a part of the scripture. You see, if you read that scripture, it says, Ye have not chosen me. As you have come to me, you did not choose me. It says, you did not choose me. I chose you. It says, I chose you. We read about how Philip... Philip just went out. Philip went out and the Spirit of God led him. I believe there were so many people riding in a chariot or so many people traveling on that route. But the Spirit of God led Philip to a particular person, the Ethiopian eunuch. The Spirit of God led him. And when Philip arrived at this man's chariot, he had opened a part of the Bible about Isaiah where he was talking about Christ. And that moment... He did not understand. And that particular moment, the Lord led Philip to this man. Amen. The Lord led Philip, the Spirit led Philip to that man at that particular point in his life. Hallelujah. There are some of you who are sitting here this afternoon. There is a particular situation in your life for which the Lord has led you here today. I said, there is a particular situation in your life for which reason the Lord has led you here today. Hallelujah. 
So when this man was reading that scripture, at that moment, Philip approached and he says, Understandest thou that which thou readest? He says, how can I understand except some man explains these things to me? And at that moment, the spirit has led Philip to him to explain to him what these scriptures mean. And when Philip explained to him, the man said, well, there is water now. What prevents me from being baptized now that I have received understanding? Now that I have received meaning, now that I have understood what it means to be born again. Before I thought born again was some religion that some people call themselves born again Christians. There are some people that say born again, we are born again. We... I did not understand that. But now that I have received meaning and understanding of born again, what prevents me from giving my life to Christ? Amen. Amen. I always say that I believe that our lives are in stages. Our lives are in three stages. We have a short part of our life. And we have a longer part of our life. And then we have eternity to our lives. And each phase of our lives, we need to be born in a particular form. In each phase of this life, we ought to be born in a particular form. When a woman conceives a child in the womb, that child is in one form. When a woman conceives a child in the womb, that child has a particular form that survives in that world of the womb. So a child that is in the womb, for instance, does not need the lungs to breathe. A child that is in the womb does not need teeth to chew. My God, if a child were to have teeth in the womb, pain, woman, thank God, a wise God. You see how when you are hungry, the way you behave. If the fetus had teeth in the womb, If the fetus had eyes in the womb and mouth to speak, the fetus will be seeing all the evil things you are doing in secret places. But in that place, in that womb, the fetus does not need eyes. That child does not need brain to think. But it's supposed to be developing. It is supposed to be developing, not when the child is born into this world. When that development does not happen in the womb, it is too late. It cannot develop any further. Hallelujah. That part of the body should develop. The child should develop lungs. You don't need the lungs in the womb, but you ought to have the lungs. You don't need intestines to digest food, but you ought to have intestines. You don't need a skull to protect brain, but you ought to have skull. You don't need a heart to breathe in the womb, but you ought to have heart. 
You don't need a heart that supplies. You see, when a child is born, when a child is born, how many of you have heard that there are children who are born with holes in their hearts before? You have heard that before. Well, for those of you who who have not heard that, there are some syndromes that a child can be born with certain holes in the child's heart. Now, when the child is in the womb, these organs ought to develop to a degree that they are now ready to inherit this wealth. Hallelujah. Now, hypothetically speaking, if we were to manage to get into the womb and tell that child that, listen, you're going to be here for only nine months. You're going to live here for nine months. The most, maybe nine months and a week or nine months and two weeks. And you're going to come out into another world. The child may not believe you. The child may not believe you. The child may think that all the life, all that life is about is within the womb. And the child may not believe you. But come nine months, come nine months, that child will be born into this world. And if that child is not prepared, if that child did not develop all the organs and comes out, that child is going to suffer in this world. I say that child is going to suffer in this world. Hallelujah. I have seen children who are born with immature lungs and constantly they are in the hospital. Sometimes they are talking about transplanting the heart, transplanting lungs, giving them transplanted intestines, doing this and doing that. The child suffers. Amen. If you have not had a chronic disease to need to visit doctors before, you will not understand what is suffering. If you have not had a need to take medicine on a daily basis, you know when you have this little urinary tract infection and we give you antibiotics to take for one week, you take them one day and you forget the next day. It is not an easy thing. But come to think of a child that is going to live in this world that is supposed to take medicine every single day of your life. It is suffering. I say it is suffering. And it's because that child did not mature the, the organs in that well before he came to this well. And then when you come in this well, it is another longer life than nine months. For some 30 years, for some 90 years, for some 70, for some 105. But come that day, come that day, you're going to find yourself in another world. Now, similarly, just like the baby, when someone has come from that well, you see, we came from this well, went into that well in the womb to tell the child, listen, you need to prepare before you come out. Stay there. Don't come seven months. Don't come six months. You need to have mature organs before you come. The child did not listen. And when some of us also, someone comes from that well to come and tell us that we also need to make preparation because there is another phase of life which is not 90 years, which is not 35 years. It is eternity. It is much longer. It is not nine months. It is not 30 years, but it is eternity and it's much longer and you also ought to prepare You ought to prepare because this corruptible body, it cannot also inherit that kingdom. 
It says, this corruptible body, it cannot inherit that kingdom. Yes, you need, you need your lungs here. You need a brain here. You need your skin to cover you from infection. You need your heart to breathe. You need everything. But when you are getting into that kingdom, you are going to leave all these things. They are not valuable. They are not important. You are going to enter into another world. And you ought to be ready. You ought to have that form now before you get there. Otherwise, if you don't have that form and you also enter into that phase of life, my brother, my sister, you're going to suffer eternity. And that is why he says, you ought to, he says, except a man, except a man out of this flesh, except a man, you cannot inherit that body, except a man be born again, except a man be born again, you cannot inherit that kingdom. You cannot inherit that kingdom. And when we hear it, we also think it's a joke. Because just like a child, we also have not seen that world. And so we think all that life is about, it is here and now. This is all we need. This is all we have. And this is all that we need. But come that day, I said, come that day, you're going to find yourself in that well. And when you are not prepared, you're going to go into eternal suffering. Amen. And that is why the Lord says, it is not his will that any of us should perish. It is not his will that any of us should perish. And that is why you are called to ensure that everyone in your world hears about this. That is why you are also called that your friends should know about this. That your friends should prepare. That your friends should make preparation for that phase of life. That your family members should make preparation for that phase of life. That your co-workers should know and make preparation for that phase of life. And you have to tell them with passion. Hallelujah. You have to tell them with passion. Don't be casual about it. Don't be casual. You see, sometimes you find pregnant women come to the hospital and we examine them and then we see, you ask your history and he says, do you drink alcohol? Do you smoke cigarettes? He says, yes, but since I got pregnant, I have cut it down. And then you, see, you find yourself telling the person with passion that, look, it is going to make your child suffer. Your child is going to be born in this well. And the child ought to be born. In another form. I said the child ought to be born in another form. And if that child is not prepared, that child is going to suffer in this world. Amen. Amen. Or you don't like my message. I will tell you that. So the word of God says, many are called. You know, this kind of message is not the message that you hear commonly in churches. That you are also called to do the work of God. That many are called to be pastors. That many are called to be evangelists. That many are called to be prophets. It's not the kind of message that you hear commonly. And we heap ourselves. We like messages where we are being heaped that we are going to be rich. Oh, your marriage is going to be sweet. Oh, you are going to have children. 
Oh, you are going to have houses. You are going to drive cars. We like such messages, but we don't like the message about the gospel. And I am charging you today that you are called to make sure that the gospel of God is preached to somebody. Amen. And it is my duty as a pastor. In this church, you will hear it. Because we believe in this church that many, many people are called to do the work of God. I say we believe that many people are called to do the work of God. And as a pastor, if God has given me a gift, if there is any gift that God has given me, that gift is to teach you to do just that. The rest of what the Lord will add to you, he will add. I say he will add. Health, he will add. Healing, he will add. Riches, he will add. I say he will add. Riches, he will add. Good marriage, he will add. Good husband, he will add. A good wife, he will add. Houses, he will add. If you will be responding to the call that is upon your life. Hallelujah. That is why he says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. He says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists. Now, if you read the preceding chapters, he's talking about the gift that God gave to us. Hallelujah. He says, and he gave some, some of the gifts. He gave the gift of apostleship. Some he gave to be prophets, some evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. Hallelujah. God gave these gifts to men. When he ascended, he gave these gifts to men. For what? For what? That someone will prophesy that some evil spirit is chasing you. And that the reason why you are not receiving promotion is because some evil spirit is chasing you. The reason why you are not having money in your account is because your mother is a witch. And your father is a wizard. And the reason why this is not doing well, this is not going well, is this. And that is what we heap ourselves. That is what we want to hear. But that is not why he gave these gifts. He says he gave these gifts for the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. Now, I don't want you to misread this scripture and say that, One, for the perfecting of the saints. He gave these gifts. Two, for the work of the ministry. He gave, now you understand that you and I, there is no way that I can perfect you. You know that I cannot perfect you. You know that there is no gift in me that I can teach you enough that you can be, I am not perfect myself. Number one sinner. The chief of sinners. So there is no way that I, if it comes to you and I, cannot by any means perfect you. I cannot perfect you. But he says, he gave this gift. So that is not one just to perfect the saints. But he gave this gift for perfecting of the saints. For what? To perfect you for what? For the work of the ministry. To perfect you for the work of the ministry. Beloved, the reason why you are a Christian is so that you do the work of the ministry. 
I said, the reason why you are a Christian is to do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. And if you have accepted him, then he says, he chose you. Hallelujah. He said, he chose you. Amen. Is Tina here? Tina. Where is Tina? Tina. Wonderful. God chose you. And the reason why you are here this afternoon, because God wants you to hear this. That he chose you for a purpose. He chose you for a reason. To do the work of the ministry. To do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Is Kofi here? Where is Kofi? Kofi didn't come. Okay. God chose you. God chose you. He says, you did not choose him, but he chose you. He chose you. So it's not a matter of, oh, type of thing. You know, I just came to the church. You know, I, I, I can come, you know. Today, I said I can't come. Why are you bothering me? Uh, three phone calls here and there. Why are you bothering me? God has chosen you, and he wants you to be here. I said he wants you to be here. You did not choose him. He chose you. And don't take that for granted. That out of all the people at your job, he chose you to use you to do the work of the ministry. It is a great privilege. It is a privilege. I said it is a privilege. If you are sitting here this afternoon, I am telling you that you are chosen. And it's a great privilege. You are not chosen by your supervisor. You are not chosen by some boss. You are not chosen by some husband. You are not chosen by some man to marry you. But you were chosen by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it's no small thing. Amen. So he says, he, he says for the work of the ministry... Give me, he says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Still we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Perhaps somebody will attain that fullness of Christ. But you ought to obtain a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that if you are not seen in you, you ought to reassess your Christian life also. And then he says that we, listen to this, the reason, the reason. Look, God, can you imagine that God gave gifts that we all do the work of the ministry, winning souls, that God gave a gift to someone and he said, you are a prophet. And then you come and you prophesy. And you prophesy and he says, look, one, two, three, go out right now. I see four people that the Lord has prepared. Just go and witness to them. I see four people. You will see four people walking down the street. Just witness to them. The Lord has prepared them to receive Christ. Just go and witness to them. How great the work of God will be. But we like prophets that will tell us, you are going to have a car. You are going to receive scholarship. You are going to have, your children are going to do well. Your children are going to go to this college. You are going to marry this man. You are going to have this money. That is what we want to hear. But he gave you a prophet to perfect you for the work of the ministry. 
That is why he gave these gifts. The prophets will make you perfect enough, good enough, for the work of the ministry. Teach you to know, to have a measure of the stature, the fullness of Christ. Enough to do the work of the ministry. He says, then, then he says, that we, and at this point, at this point, he says, that we henceforth be no more children. We are no more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slaves or the deceit of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Let me read that in the message version. Let me explain. It's simple. Let, listen to this. It says, so no prolonged infancies. You have, you have been a prolonged infant. You have been in this childhood for too long. It says, no prolonged infancies amongst us. At this stage, you ought to move on. It says, no prolonged infancies amongst us. Please, enough. Enough of your infancies. It says, we will not tolerate babes in the woods. Small children who are an easy mark for imposters. And that is what we have become. That is what we have become. Recently, I saw a video that someone was, you know, let me just rest there. You know? I, I, I think um, I should not just share that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It says, we no longer become infants. But we will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. Then God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth, and tell it in love, like Christ in everything, in everything, Christ in everything. And we tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Amen. Amen. When people come in our midst, they should experience robust of love. Amen. When you are at your job and you sit with your co-workers in the locker room, they should expect robust in love. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And so you will wonder what to teach. You say, you are not, you are not up to par. I cannot, I don't know what to teach. I don't know even, I, I don't know even one scripture. I don't know this to share. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. In a King James Version, please. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, and the things that thou hast heard of me amongst many witnesses. How many witnesses are here? Do you see there are many, many witnesses here? And you have heard something today. You have heard something today. You have understood that a man ought to be born again. And he says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same, don't change it, don't add, don't remove. He says, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Amen. The things that you have heard. Johnson, 
God wants you to share the same thing. That is why as a Christian, you ought to take notes in church. Take outline of the message. That they say, you see, the, the reason, the, even the sign that you are not taking any notes shows that you are not ready to share anything with somebody. But tell your neighbor, today you have changed. Say, today you have changed. Say, I have changed also. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wonderful. And so we shared so many things about the call of God. And it says there is a call to fruitfulness. The next thing we said was that some people are called in a spectacular way. Some people were called by God in a spectacular way. God called other people in a spectacular way. Hallelujah. But we see in the scriptures that not so many people were called in such spectacular way. Not so many people. And so if God has called many of us, and as we read the scriptures, not many were called in a spectacular way. Paul, or Saul, was called in a very spectacular way. And so when Christians see such spectacular call of God, they think that that is how God should call us all the time. Amen. And this is the reason why so many people have not responded to the call of God. Because they are expecting a spectacular move, a spectacular sign from God that God has called me. Hallelujah. And that has excluded so many people from the call of God. But we cannot put God in a formula. We cannot put God like a computer and say that when we press control C, it will always copy. And control P, it will always print. You see? And that If I do A, B, and C, then God will also call me like Paul or like Saul. Do you see? Then you're going to have to step back and say, well, I'm going to have to persecute the churches. I have to persecute churches. Kill the people in the churches. Put them in jail. Put them in prison. And then I will take a ride to Damascus. And then God will meet me on my way. But you see, we don't, we don't want to do that, but we expect that God will meet us just as he met Saul. And that is how we are waiting to see the call of God upon our lives. That is why many people are not pastors. But today I'm teaching you that you are also called. And Jesus said he chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. And that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. And so, if God has called many people, and not many people have had such spectacular call from God, then it means that many people also were called in a very ordinary way. And that is the next fact that we learn, that some people are called in an ordinary way. Amen. And we read in John chapter 9, last week we shared from John chapter 9, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, we shared that Even this man that was born blind, he was born blind and he was a beggar sitting by the temple and begging constantly all his life. He was born blind all his life. He has not seen the world before. And when the disciples came across him with Jesus, they asked him, who did sin? This blind man, his father or his mother, that he was born blind. 
you know, ignorant men. You know, we ask questions. Who did sin? This man or his father or his mother? Now, the man was born blind. How could he even have sinned before he was born? But we see, we attribute sin and our mistakes to everything that happened to Every calamity that happened to somebody, perhaps he did this. Perhaps she did that. Perhaps she did this. Perhaps she did that. Perhaps he did this. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. This man did not sin. Neither did his father or his mother sin. But that the glory of God will be made manifest. That the works of God will be made manifest. Now the works of God is that the salvation knowledge should come to everyone. And it was because of the salvation knowledge that this man was born blind. And as we read down the scripture, we realized that Jesus said, the moment he encountered him, he says, this work, his work has begun now. So the moment he encountered him, Jesus opened his eyes for his work to continue. And when he opened his eyes, the man now was brought to the Pharisees. The Pharisees who could never hear of Jesus. The man was brought to many witnesses testifying. They asked him, who opened your eyes? He says, I don't know. There is this man named Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. You ought to mention the name Jesus to somebody. For what God has done for you, you ought to mention his name to somebody. He said, there is this man named Jesus. He opened my eyes from very simple methods. Hallelujah. And the Pharisees, the Pharisees who could not stand, who could not stand to hear Jesus minister, this blind man was brought before them and he testified of Jesus and they had time to ask him questions. And he mentioned Jesus. And he told them about Jesus. He told them about Jesus. And in the end, the Bible says, the Pharisees, they were divided. That there were some that said, if this man were not from God, how could he have done this? That was the reason why he was born blind. Perhaps the reason why your situation is the way it is, is because God wants to use you for his work. Perhaps the reason why you have not received that job and you are sitting home praying every day is because God wants you to do go out and minister to somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So not many are called in a spectacular way. You will not want to be blind and live a, a life of blindness many years before your eyes are open, before you will start ministering to somebody. And so why do we expect that everyone should be called in a spectacular way? I say God has called you to do his work. God has called you to do his work. Hallelujah. You don't like that? I say God has called you to do his work. There's another call of God that I want to share with you. In in 1 Kings. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. The Bible says, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountain. Hallelujah. The Bible says, And he said, 
Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. The Lord passed by. Somebody say, the Lord passed by. He says, go and stand before the Lord. Now, when you go to stand before the Lord, I believe you expect that the Lord will pass by. If you heard a voice and he says, go and stand before the Lord, then you would expect that the Lord will pass by, wouldn't you? Yeah, so the prophet Elijah also went and he stood and he said that he heard, so he went to stand and he says, and he had his, he says, and he, stand, he stood upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when you, if you had come to church today, and as I am ministering, as I am preaching, a strong wind, a great and a strong wind came by. And then you hear, and then you hear that things were shaking, things were moving, and things were, how many of you will come here again? Oh, please, show by hand that you will say that the power of God. You will go home and say, my Lord and my God, that man is anointed. The power of God. I mean, we could feel. I mean, we could feel the presence. The presence was, the whole place was shaking. And we felt it. There was what? There was heaven on earth. God himself visited his people. I mean, you could see, I have not been in a church like this. I don't know this man, but there is some power that is upon him. How many of you will go home and testify like that? But the Bible says, it says, it break the pieces. It break the mountains into pieces. The rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. So if it has, the scripture had stopped here, if our service, Angela, if our service today had just stopped here, you would have gone home with the impression that we had a, such a powerful encounter with God today. But it was just a strong wind, and the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the wind. Then he says, and after that, after the wind, an earthquake. An earthquake. So you are sitting here, we are not talking about wind and tender, but you felt as I'm preaching. And I said, my Lord and my God. And the moment you hear the sheet, the sheet, the seat that you are sitting on, shaking. And the camera is shaking. And the bottles are falling down. You say that there's power in this man. But the Bible says, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was, beloved, stop looking for signs and wonders to see the call of God upon your life. Because there will be signs and wonders, but God may not be in it. 
I said there will be signs and wonders, but God may not be in it. You may experience power. You may experience the fall down. You may experience certain things. You may experience the touch and the say, and then you feel some fire in you. You say, when he touched me, I felt fire. When he touched me, it was as if an earthquake was moving. When he touched me, it was as if I felt some wind around me. Strong wind came around me. But there was no God in it. There was no God in it. Beloved, God is looking for men with faith. God is looking for people who have faith in him. So the prophet could have left. But the next, he says, and after the earthquake, a fire! A fire! You see, I say you cannot put God in a formula that you heard about the day of Pentecost. That the tongues of fire came upon them. So you see the choir ministering. And then you ask, ah, when the choir was ministering, did you see fire, fire on their heads? I could see fire on their heads. Hey, come and see the power of God as the choir was ministering. There was fire in the church. Say fire, fire, fire. And we like that also. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! We like that. And then you say, I felt some heat. I felt some heat moving around us. I, look, there may be heat. There may be fire. You can see fire on my head. You can feel an earthquake. You can see the great wings. But God may not be in it. God may not be in it. God may not be in it. And when what man expects, when the power that man expects, when that was all done, when the signs and wonders were done and gone, that voice that has been talking to you on a daily basis, that voice that has been in you, that quiet voice that said, I think I need to do this, that clear voice that is speaking to you quietly without a sign, without fire, Without tender, without earthquake, without the wind. That still voice that tells you as you sit down, as you kneel to pray. Some voice tells you, I think I need to commit my life to Christ now. That voice that is talking to you right now, it says, I think I need to hack into this. I think I need to hear. There is some still voice that is speaking to some people right now. I said, there's some still voice that is talking to somebody. And as you were preaching, some people's names came in your head and you say, this person, I think I need to share Christ with that person. I have been with this person. I work with this person. I talk with this person. I see this person every day on the train. I think I need to gather courage. That still voice that is speaking to you. The Bible says, and after the earthquake fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. There was a still small voice. That still small voice. Sometimes it comes in a dream. A very benign dream. Sometimes you just take a nap in the afternoon. And you say, what is this? Sometimes you're just walking somewhere and you say, oh, did somebody call my name? Such a still voice. Very insignificant voice. Doesn't come with fire. Doesn't come with tender. 
doesn't come with an earthquake. doesn't have any sign to this. And when you begin to look for that sign, he says that you come from that adulterous generation that seek for sign, and no sign shall be given you except that still small voice. That is what you are going to hear. There's no sign will be given to you. No sign will be given to you. That's still small voice. And the Bible says, and at that, and it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what doest thou here, Elijah? Beloved, God has called you. He says, many are called. Don't wait for a sign. Because there may be a sign, but God may not be in a sign. He has given you his word, and that is what you want. His word is a still, small voice. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. Oh, some of you have heard silent voices, very still voices. That quiet voice. Beloved, God is calling you. He says he has chosen you. It is not a decision that you are going to make, but he has chosen you. He had made that decision concerning your life already. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. You say, how am I going to do it? He just wants you to respond to that call. That is all he wants. You say, you want to see. He say, blessed are the eyes. Blessed are they who have not seen. You have not seen. And yet, believe it. He said, God calls you a blessed person. He says, you are blessed. Because you have not seen a sign, but you believe. You believe his word. You believe his word. If he says he has called you, you believe he has called you. Oh, yes. There are many pastors that are standing amongst us. There are many women of God that are standing amongst us. There are many shepherds. Shepherds of God's sheep that are standing here. Oh, yes. You have heard a still voice for many years. Since you were born, you have had a feeling that God wants me to do something. There is something that God wants me to do. I don't know why, but there's something that God wants me to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Don't look for a sign. Don't wait for a sign. He says you will not receive a sign. You will not receive a sign. You will not receive a sign. Yes. You will not receive a sign. Oh, yes. You will not receive a sign. Oh, yes. Don't wait for a sign. God has called you. God has called you to do His work. Don't wait for a feeling. The call of God is not by feelings. The call of God is not by signs. It is not by wonders. He says he comes in a very still voice. 
He comes in his word. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh Jesus, help us. Open our eyes, oh God. That we may behold wondrous things. Just out of your word. Just out of your word. May we behold wondrous things. That call, may we respond. May we respond to that call. May we respond to that call. Just out of your word. Yes. Yes. Jesus. We thank you for shedding your blood for us. Oh, King of Kings, we are grateful for the sacrifice you made for us. We thank you, Lord, for choosing us, for selecting us from amongst many. Oh, God, you chose us and you ordained us to go forth and bring forth fruit. And you say that our fruit should remain. Help us, Jesus, to be fruit bearers Help us, Lord. You are here this afternoon. 
you know you have not made that preparation Jesus is here to save you he said there is room at the cross if it was only you the son of God would have come to die for you he is here to save you this afternoon you are here this afternoon you are not born again you want to receive him you want to give your life to Jesus beloved you may have heard this message before you may not get a chance to hear it again you may not have the opportunity to hear this again he will come like a thief just like the baby was born unexpectedly when the baby least expected it the child was born into this world beloved when you least expect it you will be born into another world are you born again he says this flesh cannot inherit that kingdom have you given your life to jesus he says the way to be born again is to give your life to him let him wash this flesh let him wash you with his blood if you are here this afternoon you are saying i want to be washed by the blood of jesus i want to be born again i want to have that preparation now that when he calls me i am sure that i'm not going to suffer if you are here and that is your prayer just wherever you are lift up your right hand and i'll say a short prayer with you it is all about the prayer god bless you my brother god bless you is there anyone else here beloved do not leave this place without giving your life to jesus don't leave this place without receiving Christ as your savior. Do not leave this place. Anyone here, you say, I want to be born again. Keep your hand up. Just keep your hand up. I want to see more hands going up, receiving Jesus Christ this afternoon. Beloved, oh, my sister, God bless you. God bless you. Anyone here, the Lord is talking to you. That small voice is talking to you. The enemy is saying, not today. You can do it another time. But he says, he comes like a thief. You may not have a chance again. Keep your hand up. Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else here? Oh, you want to give your life to Jesus. Anyone here? You want to rededicate your life to Christ. Maybe you were born again one time, but you are backsliding. You are backsliding. You're backsliding. And you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You say, I want to be washed by the blood of Jesus. If I die today, I am not sure where I am going. But I want to make my salvation certain. God bless you, my brother. Oh, God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? God bless you, my sister. Anyone else? Anyone else? Do not leave this place without receiving, oh, the gift of salvation. Anyone else? Mommy, God bless you. I see all these hands. Why don't you take one bold step? Walk forward to me here. If you have lifted up your hand, if you have lifted up your hand, come forward. Come take a bold step. Oh, yes. You have taken a bold step. Yes, my sister, come, come. Mommy, come. Yes. Come, come, come.
We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.